Catch you that time. Paul, can you hear me? I can. Yay. Bingo, bango. Here we go. Um, only two tries. <laughs> We're getting better. That's right. So this, uh, this week's topic is always, uh, these topics, it's like uh, they're divine, actually, for me. Commitment, commi- being committed to vision. And before this call, I did a quick little Webster search on the definition of committed and another word for it is to be dedicated. Mm. And I did, and I did, vi- I did a Webster search on vision, and it said uh, clear place in the future. So committed to vision, being dedicated to get to a clear place in the future. How's that hit hit you this morning? Uh, that's powerful, especially given I was just having a conversation with a client working on his company vision. Awesome. So what does it take to be dedicated to a vision? It's a great question. You want to take the first swing at that? (laughs) (laughs) I asked the question. You're supposed to answer. All right. I will. Well, So, you know, I think one of the interesting things as we talk about leadership and companies and the necessity of a clear vision probably one of the biggest frustrations that business owners have is how to get their team to get committed to their vision. That's kind of what comes to mind for me first. Mm -hmm. I think if you look at the leader or the owner of a small business, they've had a vision. They've had, as Michael Gerber would say, the entrepreneurial seizure and started their business because of that vision. They took a bit of a leap of faith in most cases. Mm Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the commitment is there to something they can barely even see themselves. So I, I think as you say, committed to a vision, I, I think about the difficulties or the challenge, I should say, of getting team members to be uh, interested in um, your vision and committing to your vision. Yeah. Do you think so that's the, even possible? Well, there's a bunch of pieces right there. Mm-hmm. So, the first piece is, um, do, does the leader have a clear vision? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I chose to hear you say is that's the first piece is, do you have a clear vision mm-hmm. uh, for the future? And this is that I, I think you just said, clarify if I'm saying this differently, is how do you get your people to be dedicated to that vision. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that what, what I heard you say? Yes. And I would take the question of, do they have a clear vision one step further and say, do they have a clear vision that's our, that they can articulate? Mm, okay. Uh, because that- to, to, quote Michael Gerber again, it's not real unless you've written it down. Okay. And so I think the same thing occurs when you think about a vision is have they taken the time to take the vision that they have and they be is us too, right? We're business owners. Have we taken the time to take the vision that we have and actually write it down, which is a lot harder. Well, I have this vision. I'll just jot down what it is. It's not that easy really. And because you have to get it in terms that other people, you have to describe it in terms that other people can understand. Yeah. And get inspired by. 
Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to come back to that in a second. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's possible for your, uh, for those in your charge to have a vision that's beyond yours? Uh, say a little bit more. I'm not sure I know exactly what you mean by that question. So um, I'm wondering if I don't want to say a bigger vision, but um, I'll just pull this out real quick. Uh, if I had a vision to be the the best, um, the 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 strongest brand recognition of uh, drywall. Uh, commercial resident residential drywalling um, to have the best reputation, the best strongest brand in uh, the tri-state. Um, and one of my employees, somebody in my charge had a vision to be the biggest, strongest brand to be the strongest brand of residential drywall in the state of Ohio, mm -hmm. in er every major city. Um, as I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm saying, well, of course it's possible. It's just not probable. That you could have a team member who has a different vision than yours. Is that what you were saying? Not a different vision. Cause I think, and we'll, I'll, I'll come back to that as well. I think, I, I think if the, if the vision is, um, if the pursuit of one of your employees vision is uh, counterproductive to you per pursuing your vision, mm. they're the, they're the wrong person on the bus. Agreed. You're not, you're going in different directions. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to Columbus and yeah. all the stop stops along the way. And they're going to Indianapolis. It's a different direction. It will not work. That and is a, that is a problem. And so you've just identified one of the many powerful tools or or benefits of having a clear vision and that is selecting team members mm -hmm. who can be committed to your vision because they share it mm -hmm. and that's what i mean when i say i'm not sure it's possible to get someone to actually want to pursue your vision i think with something as core as a as a vision is that you almost have to find people who agree or choose to pursue the same vision that you pursue that yeah. you want to pursue you know and i the world that i live in is the residential um the residential trades and so you know my the lens that i look through is always um disproportionately about the residential trades and mm -hmm. so w one of the things i found interesting about vision over this past weekend is in talking to a lot of the guys that have been in the residential trades for their lifetime, um, you know, 25 years, uh, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, is they use terms like doing things the right way. Mm -hmm. And I thought about that a lot over the weekend. Um, and I'm going to tie this into vision in a, in a second is that, um, what is the right way to a master craftsperson? So, um, and we define craft is um, whatever, you know, like our phone advisors, their craft is advising or selling. Mm -hmm. um, the guys that template for us, their craft is templating. The guys that do the technical ordering, their craft is uh, the technical ordering. And the guys that do installation, their craft is the installation. So, um, doing it the right way 
And what I found is over the weekend is that the vision for a lot of these master craftsmen is to um, have a brand, uh, a reputation that if you hire Kevin, you're, you're getting Kevin, one of the horticulturalists there, you're getting the best horticulturalist in town. And he, when I talked to him a lot over the weekend, he talked about him and his staff doing it the right way and the right way in the context. If nobody saw you, if nobody, if nobody watched you, if nobody was going to find out if you cut a corner, you didn't cut a corner. It was, it's done the right way. Mm -hmm. And so, so when you talk about being dedicated to the vision, one of the things that we're exploring this week is being committed to the vision, dedicated to the vision is, is our team dedicated committed to the vision of doing things the right way Mm -hmm. who defines what the right way is the leader the leader the leader the leader has to or the leadership team if you're building consensus which is a wise thing to do the leadership team has to define what the right way is right Mm -hmm. this is this is the way we do it here um very clear, um, as clear as possible and as measurable as possible. Because I think to your point, if it's obscure or abstract, um, you know, it's like driving through a fog with your, with your headlights off. Well, even on for that matter is mm-hmm. that you really, you really can't see where you're going. It's soupy out there. And that creates all kinds of anxiety right. when there's, when there's a lack of clarity of where we're going, we know we're moving, but we don't know if we're going in the right direction or not. Right. Right. So the right way is, a, is, is an interesting topic in and of itself that we could talk about, but yeah. the right, you're absolutely right. The right way is defined by the leader of the business. And that's usually why they've started the business because they believe they have a right way, a better way, a different way, something that's superior to whoever else they used to work with when they were doing it, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. So one of your questions, one of your questions was if you have, if the leader has clarity, then how do you get the guys to be dedicated? Mm -hmm. Right. Committed to that vision. How do you get those in your charge? Um, What are some of the, what are some of the strategies, um, techniques, uh, tactically that you could do, Paul, to try to get your, your team uh, to increase their commitment or dedication towards that vision? You know, I think really it, it comes down. I tell a lot of my clients that they have to become the vision evangelist in their company. Once the vision, once they've made it clear, they've made it um, something they can communicate, then they have to become the vision evangelist. And, I think the vision is going to have a, like a magnet. It's going to have two sides. It's going to attract some people and it's going to repel some people. And that's exactly what it should do. And I think Mm -hmm. as you, as they're the vision evangelist. And so what does it mean to be a vision evangelist? Well, I think it comes down to, it reminds me of a conversation I had with uh, Daniel in my organization, who, you know, and we were talking about a methodology. How do we want to handle 
we were talking on a, on a strategic systemic level, not just do we hire this person or not. And I'll never forget it because it's something that I thought this is revolutionary that this happened today. But he looked at me eventually as we were talking it through and he said, which one of these stays most true to our vision? And that was impactful for me to hear that back. That's vision evangelism. That's, that's stating all the time that what we do revolves around and drives everything we do has to drive towards that vision. Yeah. And if, if you as the leader can drive that into the day-to-day of your work uh, by bringing it out and how we make decisions, you know, we, we got this piece of glass in should we just go ahead and put it in because the, the owner's probably never going to notice that flaw, mm-hmm. but we noticed it. Well, what does our vision say about that? Well, our vision says that we have uncompromising quality standards. Well, there's mm-hmm. your answer. Mm-hmm. There's your answer. Send it back, delay the project. Right? So yeah. those are the ways I think owners have the ability to in a, a 30 second interaction with a team member to drive home the importance of the vision. And of course the vision has to be clear to the team, but for them to see how you're using it as the leader to actually make decisions, to move the company towards that, that future self that it has, or its current self, you know, maintain its current self. That to me is critical because then you're teaching those team members to do the same thing. And if they believe in the vision, so if you've got a team member who's like, Jerry, I like, I don't care about doing sloppy work. And they would never say that. Mm-hmm. But if they're, if they have that, that approach, then your approach would drive them crazy over time. They would find a way to get out of your organization, which you, so would, I just, you would want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just, I just going back to the leader and taking, taking responsibility, like the Will Smith video says, right. Mm-hmm. It might not be your, might, might not be, your fault, but as sure heck is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so, so as you're saying that, I got a visual of myself, um, an example of my, um, an example of me leading poorly would be towards being committed to the vision is externally uh, uh, saying to contractors, here's the vision for our organization so my customer, I go to my customer and say to them, here's the vision for our organization, why you should consider doing business with me. And then my coworker is standing next to me and he hears me say that we have, um, you know, we don't compromise on quality. So he hears me mm-hmm. say that he hears, hears me say that outward facing towards my customer. And then when we get back to the shop, uh, then I'm trying to, push material through that is clearly a compromise of quality. Mm-hmm. So the, so the, the person in my charge is getting mixed messages from me. That's right. Outward facing, they're hearing me say to my customer, Hey, this is who our vision is, which is very clear. And then we go back into the shop and I give him direction that compromises that. Mm-hmm. And so from a transparency standpoint, if I'm inconsistent if there's a contradiction in my vision internally and externally, I'm creating a huge problem for our staff. How, how, can, I, how can I ask my staff to, to be committed to going to Columbus and Indianapolis at the exact same time? And I think a lot of leaders 
do that. Yes. Yeah. So it's that old saying, I can't hear what you're saying because what you're doing is speaking so loud. For sure. Yeah. And your team is never going to believe what you've said or written in a vision if your actions don't live it. Right. And that's just yeah. another way to be a vision evangelist. And that is to be stay committed to your own vision, even when it requires a tough decision, um, like sending back something that is just doesn't quite fit or you know, it could be anything. I used a glass example. It could be, you know, how you answer the phone. It could be mm -hmm. how you greet a homeowner, how you treat a customer when they call or when you get to their house. It could be all those things. And mm -hmm. uh, same thing goes for the craftsmen that you're talking about. So I've met mm -hmm. over the years, as I'm sure you have, some craftsmen who have excellent skills as carpenters or plumbers or electricians or you name it. Uh, but they have the personality of a pit bull and, you mm -hmm. know, it, that's, that's all part of the vision, right? Not, are, not mm -hmm. only are we going to do it, but we're going to do it as kind professionals. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that, that could be part of <laughs> my yeah. everyone's vision, but certainly I know for Loring Glass and for Belcher Construction, though. Yeah. Then we want to get it in and leave a great impression while we do get it in. So, yeah, right. those are important. Yeah. Doing it the right way is a really broad thing, isn't it? Sure is. Yeah, but it, yes. And I, I think that's where you got to drill down and make it crystal clear. And I think going back to the dedicated, uh, the people in your charge, um, what I found myself, I found myself in conversation with our staff on Monday, talking about their individual vision, right? Their, their, the, we talked about the company vision, Alluring Glasses vision, my vision, but then also talking to them about their vision. What's your vision for your career? What's your vision for your personal and professional development? Mm -hmm. What's your vision? And can I help you? Like, can you be moving towards your vision while I'm moving towards my vision? Like, are they on the same path? That's right. That's and, right. And part of the vision for the learning glass um, is the internal customer. Like, not only externally, we want to have a brand that is admired by Bowser Construction, but internally, we want a brand that's respected by their employees, right? Mm -hmm. that, that their employees are committed to each other and committed to the, um, to the vision of, the, of their personal and professional development and all the, all the benefits that come to that. Because the vision that you're moving towards has benefits and if the benefits are just for you the owner or leader you're going to have a very difficult time that's right. having a having a dedicated staff that's you right know, what what's in it for me so can i take daniel and say hey daniel what is your vision can i you know can i help can i spend time with you to understand what your vision is for yourself and your future and your career and can i help you get there along the journey with me Right. I think that I think that's really really important. It's critical. I think it's the only way you can do it. So yeah. if you're if uh, you're going to Cleveland and I say, hey, I'm going to Columbus. Can I ride along? You know, you might say, sure. I'm going right through Columbus to get to Cleveland. Let's go, and we can we can help each other in the trip. But if I'm going to Louisville and you're going to Cleveland, not happening. Not yeah. Working. 
And I, I think of our, our mutual friend, Don Patton, who's a dear friend, love the guy, mm-hmm. uh, th- third generation, um, 67, maybe now 68 does great, great craftsman, great, great human being. Mm-hmm. And, um, he has no employees by choice, mm-hmm. which I, which I have tremendous respect for and, and occasional envy of. Um, <laughs> and so, and so when you talk to him and, and he's got to, he's got a very clear vision, uh, for client experience and he has subs that he is leading them. Right. And so it's, it's equally as important it's equally as important for you to have a vision for your company. And when you have subs for you to make sure, I think to clarify to your subs, your trade partners, the vision of your client experience and whether they're in, in alignment with that. And if they're not, then as a leader, you need to consider whether their craft, um, is is able to help you execute your vision or not right that's hard yeah but and the first step though goes back to being able to clarify and articulate that vision because if you can't then you don't know because if i say jerry i'm going to go to columbus are you going that direction you say well i'm going north well that could be dayton that might not be columbus sure So, so it's too hard for me to understand and get excited about getting in the car with you when you just say North, I need to know specifically if where you're going actually fits with me Yeah, and fits with where I want to go, which brings up another, what's firing off as I was just listening to you talk was how often do we sit down with our team? And I'm going to, I'm going to just plead guilty right now as I say this, but how often do we sit down with our team and say, what is it that you get out of the craft that, that makes you want to be here? What do we do that supports your pursuits? Mm-hmm. How does great... working for Alluring Glass actually support you in pursuing your life goals or your professional goals? Yeah. And if, and if it doesn't, then why the heck are you here? <laughs> I would leave yeah. that second part out. But... Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. That's interesting. It. That's a well. It's a great question to ask for those in your charge, but I think it's also going back to somebody like Don Patton. I think that's a good question to ask of your subs. Yes, absolutely. How does working with how does working with us help you achieve your business goals? And I think Jerry, you've been a leader in that area in the city. Actually, not only a leader, I would say a pioneer. I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone before you has ever really taken the awareness to say that hmm. to other businesses that they work with. And ironically, still, still don't. I mean, we've, we've tried to get them on board with the idea, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that's, and how much more, how much better could your operation run if you have subs and employees who are all on board mm-hmm. and you can see that you share a vision, even if it's not exactly the same vision, but you know that going the same direction, you can help each other get where you mm-hmm. want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a minute ago, I I wrote a note down and I wrote the note um, powerfully simplistic is the 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 two words I wrote down powerfully, Mm -hmm. powerfully simplistic. So I was thinking of some of our friends and that might have a vision 
that is powerfully simplistic. So, for instance, um, Don Patton may have a vision that when he's long gone, that the legacy that he's left behind is somebody that did things the right way, treated people uh, with kindness and fairness and integrity and respect. Like his, his, um, his vision for his business might be that, right? I want to, when I, when I'm gone, Paul, what I want people to say about me is that I treated them with, with kindness, caring, and compassion. And I, I executed a, uh, excellent craftsmanship, right? That's a, that's a, um, that's a powerfully simplistic vision. And if that's, if that's your vision, think about the impact that could have when you bring that to all your trade partners, right? That's right. So you go to your trade partners and say, Hey, this is the vision, the legacy that I want to leave behind. Um, this is the vision, the brand that I've spent my career building. Um, everything that you do as a sub, every touch point you have with me or my client is either going to uh, enhance that reputation or compromise it. Mm-hmm. So if, so if caring, if caring is a, is a simplistic vision for what I want of my client experience and you come across um, uncaring, then you're compromising that vision. Right. And so I, I think most of our friends have very, have very, I think if we asked them and spent time with them, I think they would have, um, I think they would have powerfully simplistic visions. And I, I think, I think what, ha- I think one of the things that happens is it's simplistic enough that they think other people will say it's not big enough. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And one of the things I know people struggle with as I work with them to write a vision for their company is they get caught up in having it sound like it was written by Procter and Gamble. Yeah. And I'd much rather have a poorly, poor grammatically written vision that comes from the heart and is, and is clear about what they want than something that sounds like corporate speak. So you're right. Yeah. A lot of people might be afraid to share their vision because they're afraid that it won't be good enough, quote, enough, quote unquote, good enough. It's, it's too small to publicize, right? Yeah. Or jo- too big, jo- and someone's going to laugh at me for dreaming that big. Well, and that's, you know, Joe's Remodeling, that's a buddy of, Bo- I'm, I'm making that name up, although there's probably a Joe's Remodeling, but, you know, jo- <laughs> Joe's Remodeling, that's a buddy of yours and mine, and if he was very uh, transparent with you and I, he might say, hey, I just want to leave a legacy behind a, of a guy that was a good dude that did things the right way. And, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to put a billboard up to announce that because I think people will make fun of me at how small it is. Like Mm -hmm. Paul, Paul Bauscher wants to have a coaching practice in, uh, 32 countries. Uh, Joe's remodeling wants to leave a, uh, a reputation behind in Marymount, um, that he was a kind, caring, compassionate guy. Mm -hmm. Like when you take those two visions I think people very quickly downplay their vision. And what you and I would say to them is that's perfect, right? Know thyself. Right. Like that, that's your vision to be 
to, to leave a legacy behind in Marymount as being a kind, caring, compassionate craftsman that did excellent work. I am all for that. And I, and I, I will help you any way I can for you to achieve that vision. And I, I, I'm wondering, Paul, as we're getting at the end of this call, I'm wondering if that might be, that might be a, a, a very important message to share to our friends mm-hmm. is, is to encourage them to be verbal with their vision and um, not think that it's too small or not to think that it's too unprofessional. Cause you know, I, I work with a lot of, I work with a lot of guys like that. I come across paths with people like yourself that um, not people like yourself, but coaches, um, coaches, consultants. And, you know, one of the first things they start talking about is vision value. You know, if it's e-myth uh, lane is vision, value, purpose, depending mm-hmm. on who their training is, it's vision, it's mission. Right. Um, and I think that word has become so, uh, blase. I don't know if that's the right word, but I mean, it, you and I would say it's critical. And yet I think when you say, Hey, have you written a vision? I think people are saying, Oh, here we go again. I've been at this for 30 years. I've written 120 vision statements. Right. Well, the question is, what do you do after you write it? And that's, do you become an evangelist for that vision, driving it into your company and, and shouting it from the rooftops every time you're at work? Or do you write it and check the box and say, I did it, I wrote it, mm-hmm. and I walk away from it? Because if you check the box and say, well, I did it, now why didn't it have an impact on my company? Yeah. Well, it, it's because you didn't actually install it in the company, and you have mm-hmm. to actually install it in the company. At EMIF, we talk about inspiration, education, and implementation. And if you stop at education, then you're not going to implement. If you don't implement, you've wasted your time for the most part right so you can be inspired to do a vision you can get educated on how to write a good vision but if it doesn't actually get implemented or executed uh you have a pretty document that sits on your computer hard drive for the next 10 years till you write another one (laughs) well there's a as 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 we're wrapping up i'm thinking about a bunch of guys that we've had this conversation with over the past dozen years Uh that and it's you know i've done that i've thought about that i've done that before i've done that before i've done that before i've done that before and I guess my plea to them would be do it again. Let's mm-hmm. do it again. Let's do it again. And quite candidly, let's do it together. Let's, let's go together and do it. Yeah. Or pull um, the one out that you did, dust it off and let's take the next step. That's what, good. I'm, what I'm always fond of telling my own team is that if you ask anybody how long a marathon is, most people respond 26 miles. Mm-hmm. And my comment to them is that's not a marathon. A marathon is 26.2 miles. Yeah. And in the construction business, the point two yeah. is called a punch list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. are you going to go 26.2 or are you going to go 26? Because 26, you haven't finished the race. You That's might good. be almost as tired as someone who did, but you still haven't finished the race. You still have two tenths of a mile to go. That's good. Well, and everybody that's got another breath, you wake up today, you've got another, right? You got another, another shot at it today. <laughs> That's so. exactly right. Get at that's get awesome. at bats. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay, good talk. Good talk. Thank you as always. Yep. I gotta I gotta jump. Have a great day, Beerman. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Bye.